What's up, Farmers? Welcome to the Farm Athletic Company podcast. I am your host, Andrea Warner. I am also the co-owner and co-founder of Farm Athletic Company. If you would like more information on us, please visit our website at www.farmathleticco.com. And now, on to today's show. What's up, Farmers? Welcome to episode lucky number 13 of the Farm Athletic Company podcast. Our special guest today is just happens to be our operations manager, Mel Slappy. Woohoo! <laughs> What's up, Mel? I'm here. I'm here. I, I exist. <laughs> a, a lot. You exist a lot. So we've systematically, well, I've systematically been going through and interviewing everybody on our staff. And I think it was, what, week like four? You were like, wait a minute. I was like, I mean, I'm trying not to get a complex here, but is there something I'm missing? <laughs> Why haven't you asked me to be on this show? Today's your day. So we opened with, I opened with having Sherry on the show first. Went through, talked with each one of our staff. The only one that I didn't get a chance to talk to is Max, mm. which I'm sure he's thankful for anyway, but that's okay. <laughs> he's probably like, thank God. Right. And then I'm ending staff introductions with you. And the reason why I wanted to end with you is number one, you've been with us for a really long time. You've been through a lot of the things. You also have a very major important role within our business now. So you've been through a lot of really cool stuff that I can't wait to share with everyone. So that's why I've kind of saved you for last. Okay, cool. Yay. I appreciate that. So went to University of Georgia. Yes. Go dogs. Yes. Graduated with a degree in um, it was a business degree in insurance and risk management. Exciting. Really Riveting. exciting. Yeah. No, there, well, there's a point at which you get in college, you're like, well, I have to kind of declare something. Like, what am I going to do for a living? And my parents had been in insurance. And so it was like, well, I guess I'll try that. Let's so just that's, do that. That's where I ended up. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Went from college straight into working with an insurance company? I did. Yeah. From Athens, um, we moved down to West Palm Beach. And I ended up getting a job it, with the workers' comp insurance company, just working in the office as, like, customer service. So, okay. Yeah. Had no idea, really, what what I was doing. Like but what you were getting into. And right. So, when you when you first started working out, or working out there, working there, yeah. things like, what, answering the phone? Um, I was on, like, a support team. So, I worked for an underwriter. And it was basically processing work applications to come in. You enter that stuff into the computer answer phone calls, process mail, stuff like that. Thus, your love for spreadsheets began. Uh, yeah, I, maybe. Not quite. That was a little bit later. But um, I quickly found out that I did not like the, like, 8 to 5 in an office environment. Oh, It yes. was horrible. That sucks. Yes. That part sucks. So, so right as, you, as you went through your insurance career, ended up in... Safety. So yeah, lost control. It was kind of weird because there was a guy on my team or at the company and he was from Atlanta. Okay. And this was West Palm Beach. So we quickly were like, hey, you're a Georgia person. I'm a Georgia person. And he was like, well, you should get into what I do, which is lost control and safety. And so I kind of got sucked into that, which was kind of a blessing because it was a a field job. So you worked from home, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really taught me a lot uh, just about... um, you know, I learned on the job safety. I was on construction sites and, um, I mean, any kind of work-related environment that needed workers' comp. So I would go out 
um, survey the facilities, just like if, if we insured Ferrum, I would come out here, meet with you, ask you what we did specifically from the employee perspective, and then you would walk me around and I would um, point out things that were safety hazards. So, oh, which is like everything, but that's what they want. <laughs> which was great because I got to travel locally in Florida, a little bit South Georgia, and, and learn about the entire state and learn about a little bit about a lot of things. That's a very cool job. Yes, it really was. It was, it was cool. a great job and it made me really dangerous. Because oh, I, I know imagine. a little bit about a lot of <laughs> Just things. Just enough <laughs> to know everything. Right. It's and like I slept at a, a, a Holiday Inn last night. Yes. <laughs> and what's cool about it is it gives you a different perspective on how businesses are run. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I know in our staff meetings, someone will throw out an idea of someone and you're like, nope. <laughs> that's a safety concern. We're not going to do that. And yes. so you're also like our safety person as well on yes. top of being operations manager. Yes. So you're like, no, 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 that's dangerous. We're not having a water slide. Always devil's <laughs> advocate for I, sure. I like that. Yeah. And we all need that. We all need like the, cause a lot of us have this grandioso kind of thought process mm -hmm. and you're like, Err. yeah, whoa, let's, let's think about this, this and this yeah. before now, how do we take steps forward? Yes. Which brings us to coming to join the gym. Yeah. Which, I mean, you've been with us since, I'm, I think it's 2012. It was, yeah, it was the year opened. you opened, but I came and I want to say September. So it was like not long after you guys had opened and I had yeah. been looking at like kind of into CrossFit because my sister was a games athlete and she owned a gym in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And of course at that time I'm having chill, I have babies right. and I have a full-time job and my sister's like, you need to get into CrossFit. And I'm like, what do we always hear? <laughs> yeah. I don't have time and it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. Like those were exactly the same things that came out of my mouth. Yeah. And, um, it was, I think it was my birthday one year because Mike and I had actually driven by the old location and it was on a Saturday afternoon mm -hmm. and nobody was there. And we Perfect. were like, what is this? Nobody's here. Like, aren't, isn't this a business? Now I understand why nobody <laughs> was there, but it was funny. And so, um, I want to say, I mean, we lived, we lived in the park. So we were oh, literally yeah. like five minutes from the old location. Yeah. And Shayna, my sister, ended up calling you mm -hmm. and asking how much, you know, to get me like a six-month membership or something. Yeah, because she called and for your birthday, she bought you, I'm wanting to say she bought on-ramp and like three months or something, something like that. along those lines mm -hmm. yep. to, to get you there. Yep. Because I remember her calling me and being like, my sister needs this and she would be perfect for you guys. Yeah. I was like, okay, well then... Let's do it. Little did we know. Yeah, right. She so, was so right. You are, you're so right. <laughs> yeah. Should we tell her that she's right? Shana, you were right. <laughs> she knows. Oh, she knows she's right. <laughs> perfect. So you come in, you join with us. Mm -hmm. And just fitness, looking to oh. feel better. You know, it's funny because I was like you in high school. I played all the things. Mm -hmm. I was super into sports. In her college, now you took a different path. My father would have loved for me to have followed your path because he wanted me to play golf for UGA so bad. And I was like, eh, I'm not really interested. But yeah. um, you miss, you start missing that, like, I don't know, you know, the camaraderie of, of exercise. I still exercised, but I did workout videos at home. So right. I would do my little, after I got home from work, I'd plug in, I had a little carousel DVD player and I oh, had awesome. Tybo 
uh, the Biggest Loser, and I, I think I had five. So there were like three Biggest Loser CD or DVDs, and then there was two Tybos in the carousel, and I just hit one on Monday, two on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, and so it would be a different one every day. Oh, look at you. Um, oh, I was obsessive about it. And um, I remember when, when I started at the gym, it was like, what is what is all this stuff? I've never, like barely dumb i mean i had like you know the neoprene pink and green colored dumbbells that those was are the best oh yeah they're and great I mean, for certain things they but. had to have matched your outfit you know i didn't really get in that until crossfit that that oh. didn't end with that was remember it? i wore the high socks oh we got to talk about oh geez it was yeah so listen if you guys haven't met mel <laughs> she matches from literally hairband to toe socks yeah like it all matches yeah. currently her crocs match her socks uh, the wristbands, all, yeah. the rings. I mean, the it's rings match your shirt. Yeah. It, it all matches. It's all by and design. And it's perfectly matching. So, moving into working out. Yes. Like, we step into this competitive world. Oh, my gosh. World, and yeah. it just, especially for those of us that are naturally competitive, yeah. it feeds that adrenaline dump like well, it's I mean, like it sucked me. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, I mean, big time. I can remember like hitting it off with you and Sherry right away. Mm -hmm. And I slowly kind of, with my schedule, it was so flexible that I was able to kind of get in with you guys and you guys were doing this over here. And I was like, you know, that looks kind of cool. I'm going to jump in on this. And you guys were like, sure, come on over and do this. And we just started working out together. Yeah. And, and we were all in like, I mean, in every way possible. Yeah, so training to compete and going to competitions yeah. like, hey, this person's got a competition, that person's got a competition. I mean, we signed up for everything. And there was no end to the goals. It was like mm -hmm. the goals were never ending. It was get better at this, do this faster, heavier, higher skill, everything. Yeah, everything. I mean, we were, man, eat, sleep, live, oh, breathe it. Yes. We were in it. Yep. For sure. And it was funny because on when I spoke with Jen last week mm -hmm. on for our podcast, mm -hmm. I actually sent out like a personal apology to everyone who's ever been on my team yes. <laughs> and competed. <laughs> it's and, a treat. It and, is and a treat. Poor Mel is definitely been on the receiving end of the yep. move over. Push, push me out of the way. It's Andrea's turn. <laughs> yeah. it, I, honestly, I was like, great, you go. Cause okay, I'm good. Go for it. <laughs> so break it up. There's no breaking there's no it up. No, we don't this break is up unbroken. Reps. We're here to win. <laughs> yeah. Look, we're going to do all 50 mm -hmm. of these unbroken. What? How? Did, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if your arms fall Go. off. Drag it with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Andrea turns into a different person. A little bit a, different. Yeah. And there, that's part of the reason why, like, I'm either, I either have to train for health or I have to compete. Like, I, yeah. there is no middle ground for me, yeah. and I know that. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the, the person who has trouble with substances. Like, yes. they can't just kind of yeah. be around that substance. All or nothing. It's, they're either, like, game on with mm -hmm. it or they can't have it at all. Yeah. And that's how, that's very much how I am with competing. Yeah. yeah. And I know a lot of people are that way. It's... But you're a great teammate. So, while we give you a hard time, we, you know, uh, uh, there's got to be somebody like you on the team. Mm -hmm. the, the supportive, like, you, we got to go. I'm just the easygoing, if you want me to go first or last or do whatever, like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'll just do it. And that's yeah. why, I think that's why we all competed so well together. Yes, absolutely. Which worked out. Yes. It was fantastic. Yep. Um, going through our training process, mm -hmm. you know, and right now we're, we're talking about your working out in here in a little bit. We'll, we'll talk about work, work. Yep. You end up with a torn rotator cuff. Um, I had, yeah, I had like a tear. I want to say in my, I think it was my infraspinatus. Mm -hmm. 
And it was something that they found through um, ultrasound instead. I, I, did I have an MRI? I think I did. The, the, chrono, the chronology of all of it, it gets mixed up because it was so long ago. Yeah. But yes, my shoulders were a mess, to say the least. And it was... Um... PRP. Yep, I do believe. I did PRP. And the, the type of tear that you had, it wasn't like, like if you were to picture a stake mm -hmm. and the striations of a stake, mm -hmm. it wasn't like a cross section of the stake. It wasn't like cutting it from right to left. Correct. It was like right in the middle, there was a hole that goes along with the striations. Correct. Yes. And you had a PRP shot, which PRP is platelet rich, platelet, platelet rich plasma. Yes. So it's basically like your own blood cells spun into this secret magic potion <laughs> yeah, and, and they put it back in. They inject it into the tendon and it basically kind of acts like a patch. Um, well, they explained it that it, it helps to the area. Um, it signals that, that there's a problem and it, it brings all of the re restorative and repairing properties to that area. So it kind of helps like um, spur on the body to focus on that area and fix it. But I think there's also that piece of it that it kind of just floods the area with, with things to kind of help it, it heal faster or heal it all. And, and it's a way of healing, right? quote unquote, without having surgery. Correct. Yes. And how's, it, how's that gone for you? Um, I went through, I think I ended up doing PRP three times. So I did it once with one practice and then I did it again twice with another practice okay. with a, with a practice that specialized in that specific thing. Right. Um, it's funny because I feel like I had really good results, but part of that was your, like the recover, like you had to rest. There right. was no, it was like, if you're, if you want to waste your money that you've just spent on this, then go in and do stuff. Otherwise, yes. here's your protocol. And part of it was a lot of rest. There was physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And then the return to sport piece wasn't even a part of the conversation, really. Right. Which is funny that that's what we do now. But yeah. um, I feel like there was a combination of things. Would I do it again? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because absolutely. it's such a, I mean, it's just kind of like it puts another um, stack in the corner of, helping versus not doing anything and to be honest if we could go through life and not have to have surgery oh yes like anything to not have surgery because surgery really isn't it, it's not really fixing a problem it it might be addressing a problem mm -hmm. it's not necessarily 100 percent fixing it but it also could be potentially opening up opening up a pandora's box of yeah i feel the like next yeah problems. surgery there's a yeah. time and a place for that Yes. I feel like it's become a, um, an, too um, quick of an option. Mm -hmm. Like it's, to me, it's a last resort. If mm -hmm. you absolutely need it, let's do it. Yeah. But if I, if there are other options, then let's do that first. Yeah, and so, absolutely. And who's to say that, you know, hey, by doing, following this protocol instead of that right. protocol, you don't walk around pain-free because there are people in this world that have tears, bone on bone, egg, so on and yeah. so forth, that number one, they might not even know about it. Right. Which is probably a good thing. Which is a great thing. Yep. Because once you become a diagnosis, it becomes your brain, in your brain. And now you're like, oh, well, I have a bad knee. Right. It becomes, you identify yeah. with that. And pretty soon, yeah. you don't become Mel. You are now a shoulder. Well, you're a disabled Mel. Yeah. And you use that as a crutch. Oh, I can't do that. Now, there mm -hmm. are, I think, too, though, in situations where, like, for me, 
I've got, I still have issues with my shoulders and it's, it's a lot of imbalance, but I've done some damage. I know it's there. I've not had the MRIs lately to see exactly what it is, but just based on what we do and how it feels, symptoms, I know what it is. Therefore, I know the things that I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And I don't. Unless I used to be like, oh, I'm going to do it today because I like ring muscle up. Mm -hmm. They're fun, but it just risk versus reward. What isn't there anymore for me? You know, I want to sleep. I want to get some good sleep. And if my shoulders hurt, I'm not. So I just, you know, so I feel like if we make choices to do certain things, then you may have to sacrifice later on the things that you want to do, but you know you shouldn't do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And once you get to the point of knowing your body to that level, yes, it makes it so much easier to, number one, make decisions. Yes. Um, number two, it makes it, for the longest time, people viewed things as scaling. Yes. And scaling is beneath me. Right. Like, There's a negative. There, it's like yeah. this negative word. It's like a negative stigma. Like, yeah. oh, well, I'm not here. So I'm at this scale level. So therefore I'm not nearly as good or this is beneath me. Exactly. Right. So once you get to the point to where you're like, Hey, I know my body Mm -hmm. and you know what would feel really good today is like body rows. Yeah. Like I'm going to do body rows instead of pull-ups. Like, and honestly we used to do kipping everything. Oh God. Yes. Which, and kipping has its place. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for speed, if you're looking for power output, but if you're looking to take care of your shoulders mm-hmm. and thinking about longevity, yeah, strict is the way to go. Yeah. Well, I, I was mean, talking with somebody the other day. It's like, I can't remember the last time I actually did full-on body weight strict pull-up. I do most of my pull-ups seated or banded now because yeah. of the of the I train with a lot of tempo. And, I mean, I can do a few strict with good form pull-ups with a tempo, but... I get just as much out of a seated pull-up. Yeah. And I feel like I'm doing it really well with good form and I'm, I'm, I feel worn out afterwards. So yeah. it's like, and I, I don't even care. I could care, couldn't care less if somebody's like, why are you doing a scaled pull-up? Yeah. Because I want to and it makes me feel good. Yeah. And muscle fiber recruitment. Yes. So if you're, you have to be recruiting number one, the right ones. Right. But number two, the more of them you recruit the healthier your joints are. Absolutely. Like the connective tissue, the whole, the whole thing gets yeah. better. Yeah. The more that we can start paying attention to that. Absolutely. And the weight on a bar, how fast you do them, how many you do. Yep. Like all of that becomes irrelevant. Right. When you start talking about moving with quality, moving with a purpose. Yep. And recruiting the right muscle fibers. Yep. hundred percent. And then bam, you get to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. You can actually put things on a shelf without pain. Pretty soon, your quality of life outside of the gym, right, feels way better. Huh, yes, yes, uh, yeah, a lot because there are things that you you know you do a lot of stuff at your house. Yeah. when you're not here, and it's there are certain things where if I'm if I'm hurting, I'm not going to do it. I could, but I'm not going to because it doesn't feel good. Yeah, and then you have not only does your stuff around the house start to suffer, like house cleaning, blah blah blah, right. maintenance, whatever, but it also affects your relationships everything it affects the way you talk to your husband and the way you treat your kids it affects the way you want to hang out with your friends Mm -hmm. like it pretty soon those aches and pains really start to affect more than just what you're doing in the gym absolutely and because i'm gonna be honest anybody that's in a really bad mood it's not like you're like, hey, let me go hang out with that person because oh, no. they're in a shitty mood all the time. Yes. That sounds great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah. 
the better you can feel and the better you do in the gym, mm -hmm. it starts transferring over into everything else that you do in your daily life, not yeah. just even physical stuff. Yeah. Emotional stuff, relationships, the yes. whole nine yards. Yeah. I can't tell you. One of the biggest things that will change my day is if I want to do something and I can't because something hurts. Mm -hmm. That And that's what, like you said, that will switch my mood from like fine to I don't want to talk to anybody I'm in a, and I will be mean. Mm -hmm. And usually my husband, God bless him, gets the brunt of that. Um, so, yeah. You, you and Sherry are the same person. I know. You, you guys are the same person. It's, yes. like, it's like a light switch. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, wait a minute. You were just laughing and having mm -mm. fun and now mm -mm. we're wanting to kill people. Yes. It's like, um, mm -hmm. what did I, I missed a step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it has to do with, I just did this and now my shoulder hurts and it's everything stops everything stops yep. everything's totally different yeah so i'm done I'm, I'm tired of that i did i did that a lot i'm sure you yeah. remember that day i was working out in the gym and something hurt and i was like i got mad i mm -hmm. started crying and mm -hmm. i just packed my shit up and left and you were like running out the door going what's are you okay now what's going on <laughs> wait whoa, what just and happened? i feel so bad because if somebody had done that to me i'd be like what ha what's happened that that yeah. was one of the turning points for me it was yeah. like i'm tired of this and you know many people handle no, bad days or mm -hmm. pain they they handle it that way like right. they they feel like the best way for them to handle that situation is to just grab their shit and walk out the door run away and they leave mm -hmm. and us as coaches mm -hmm. we're standing over there like crap what did i do wrong mm -hmm. what did i miss mm -hmm. how can i fix this so yes. we're like trailing that person out the door like yep. well what just happened right like i missed something yeah which part of that is group class yes right when you have 15 20 people standing in a room yep it, we're we're human mm -hmm. as coaches we're going to miss something yeah and as good as we try to be with being like johnny on the spot right which jen and i talked about communication right as being a big part of that mm -hmm. so the better that we can be number one as coaches mm -hmm. explaining the why yes like this is why we are doing these things the way we are yeah it's not because we don't like these other things it's because we have personally learned ourselves that there's a better path forward. Yes. And if we can help prevent anybody having to feel that, that yes. way, yep. it, we're going to flip and do it. Yeah. So part of it is on us as coaches to explain the why, Yep. to take what we've learned and apply it to our clients and our classes. Mm -hmm. Part of it's also on the client. Huge. It's 50-50. To explain. Well, and, and to, to talk and communicate and right? be accountable for what they're doing. Like, what are you doing? What do you want? I mean, that goes way back to the goals. Why are you doing this? And everybody's goals are different and that's fine. But if yeah. you don't know what your goal is, then we have a hard time helping you because we want to like push you towards your goal. Yeah. So if you don't know what it is, then we don't know what it is. And so we're kind of shooting in the dark. Yeah. And then the lines of communication get crossed and... Um, and I think that's tough. I think a lot of people would struggle with what, why do they work out? Yeah. Like really going deep down back in like that trail of why am I doing this? Yeah. And like dream state versus prison, prison state. hundred percent. Like what's, what is my hindrance now? Right. If I could remove that hindrance, like what needs to be true Yeah. to get me to this like, oh, yes. dream mm -hmm. state. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think there are people that walk in the door and they're like, listen, my goal mm -hmm. is I want to feel good. I want to play with my kids. 
I don't want to be hurt. I don't want this to hurt anymore. So on and so forth. We've talked to a million people like that. Mm -hmm. And we're like, great. Those are fantastic goals. Put them in a group setting. And pretty soon their ego is like, your goals were stupid. I want to go to the CrossFit games. Yeah. You know, it, it, it like, quickly changes. I want to win. Yes. And I'm like, wait a second. Three days ago, you sat down with me and mm -hmm. said, this is, which is a big reason why we put our personal training into place. Yes. You know, three days ago, you sat down with me and said, your goal was to do this, 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 feel this way and not be hurt. Yeah. Now you're standing in this room and I turn around and you have 450 pounds loaded on a barbell. Mm -hmm. You just learned how to deadlift two days ago. Mm -hmm. um, and you're flailing around like, yeah, oh, what, what, what happened? Yeah. And our egos like write checks that our body definitely cannot cash. Yeah. And then we start getting into a lot of trouble. So that's where, that's where the coach client relationship is a big one. Yeah. And which is a really big reason why when we really sat down and looked at what we were doing mm -hmm. and how we wanted to make people feel better yeah, and improve their overall longevity, that's where the personal training came into play. Yeah. It wasn't put into play to replace something else. No. Right. Like it wasn't put into place where we're going to do this instead of group class. Right. Or we're going to train this way instead of uh, whatever. Right. Yeah. It well, was put there for education purposes. Well, and I, I know you had this too, where we were, we were kind of, it was right before we had decided to take the leap with active life and people would come in for on-ramp mm -hmm. and I can remember like working with people and, and seeing how flexible and mobile they were and how everything looked. And in my mind, I was thinking, hmm, this is not going to look the same in six months mm -hmm. after they do CrossFit. Because yeah. you just see every, because I know what happened to me, yeah. you know, and it, it, and it almost was kind of like exactly like what, why we made that change it became an ethical what what we want to do and what we're doing are not the same thing anymore no. and and crossfit just did not align with that yeah. and anybody that wants to do it great that's your choice yeah but it did it just wasn't we couldn't ethically continue to do that yeah and you i love that you bring up that point because one of our four pillars is integrity absolutely and to stand there knowing the education that we do mm -hmm. and watching people move. Mm -hmm. So our on-ramp mm -hmm. was four to six classes. Yep. And I'm not going to lie. There were times that I would finish up with someone and I would be like, you're not ready. Mm -mm. Lots of times. Like, you're not ready to be in a group setting. Mm -hmm. But we didn't have anything else. Mm -mm. It was, they were like, okay, I finished my four. I'm ready. Let's go. And they were excited. But at the same time, from a coaching perspective, yeah, ethically, integrity, yeah, I'm taking someone that I know is not ready. Yeah, I know what's gonna like. I could write this. I could write their story. Oh yeah, Joe walked in the door. Mm -hmm. His squat. We got him squatting okay. Yeah, under a lot of instruction, time under tension. Like it took us a while to get him there. We had to review it the next time. Yeah, this guy's gonna walk into class. That squat's not going to look the same. Yeah. He's going to load it heavy. 
he's going to hurt his back. Well, and it's in a class of 20 people. I mean, we regularly had 15 to 20 people in a class, and yeah. those people get lost. And then all of a sudden, they're gone, and you're like, what happened to such and such? Yeah, and they're like, hey, you remember that day that we pro that you guys had that heavy back squat yeah. program? Like, I did something, and then I felt it in my back. Yeah. And that's that's what led us down this road, because we were starting to know. Yes, what was going to happen yeah. and from an ethical integrity point of it. view yeah it, it could we couldn't do that to people right. anymore right like yeah. we knew that there was a better way yeah it was just a natural progression for us yeah regardless of if we realized it you know at the time yeah yeah so, so speaking of progressions for us yeah you go from training and working out with us yes to coaching with us yep and you were coaching with us part-time yes and at one point, we had this great idea mm -hmm. that Mel should become a full-time employee. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I remember it took me, I mean, the for me to just naturally progress into coaching was in the back of my mind for years. Y'all right. never asked me. I never brought it up because I don't think you guys wanted to obligate me to it because I think you thought if you asked, then I would feel obligated. Right. But I also kind of like shied away from it because I didn't want it to become not my happy place because right. you know it's like home away from home yeah so it was a long time and I remember there was a time it was like I thought that was like they need my help mm -hmm. just from a like need extra help in a, the coaching perspective yes. and so that's where I kind of was like all right let's do it game on yeah and you know I love that point that you bring up because so many people are like, I've done this long enough. I can coach it. This will be fantastic. And then I can work out all the time. No. And yeah. the fact that you knew that there was a chance that it could no longer be your happy place. Mm -hmm. And that's happened before. Mm -hmm. I've seen people and we actually had that happen to us. Yep. We had someone who was super excited about wanting to coach. I want to coach. I want to coach. I want to coach. Then they coached and they were like, this I don't want to coach awful. anymore. Mm-hmm. This is, this is hard yeah. when you feel like you have to be there instead of you want to be there. Well, and there's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. People are yes. staring at you. Now yes. you're the go-to source for the answers. And you're like, <laughs> I remember the first, one of the first times that I, cause I like shadow coached, um, for a while. And, uh, Chad was the coach of the class and I was helping and I can remember being like, he, he would, he goes, okay, there you go. And I was, everybody's staring at me and I was like. Uh, you suddenly can't talk. Uh, what's it clean? I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what to say at this point. I'm yeah. like, here, just do this. And yeah. you demonstrate it because you don't know how to explain it. To this day, cleans are the hardest thing for me to coach in a class setting. I don't know if it's one of those, like, it would take me 30 minutes, honestly, because I'm like, Sherry, I want to talk about it. Let's yeah, talk about and it. And we're going to break it down. <laughs> we are going to break this thing down till it's so broken down that everybody's like, wait, where, where are we starting at? People are like, are we going to clean or are we going to just listen to you talk? <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna, well, I mean, listen we, to you talk about clean. If you want to know what I think, you should just listen to me. That's, That's so that. funny. So, yes. And you know, you're not the only one because I remember um, multiple of our coaches and mm -hmm. Amy. Hi, Amy. We miss you. Yes. Um, she did that. I think she was in yes. Sherry's class and Sherry's like, okay. Oh, and she just kind of stood there and was like, uh, I know. And Sherry looks at her and is like, so you're going to hinge over. <laughs> She's like, like you almost have to feed him. Um, yes. Nick did it with me. Mm -hmm. I think John Mella did it. I think everybody I think that everybody, has to yeah. stand in front of a group of people. I did it at my level two. Yes. Oh, that's the worst. And they're like, Oof. Andrea, I mean, I've been coaching for, I don't know, six, eight years yeah. at that point. Yeah. And the guy looks at me and he's like, you're going to coach this group on how to front squat. 
like, what are the points of performance on a front squat? And I went, duh, uh, duh. Right. Um, uh, I don't know. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And he's you're like, do this. hello? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Uh-huh. I was like, I totally forgot. Yeah. I don't have any idea. So it's a, it's a, a scary kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage, but it also takes a lot of experience. Yeah. Like, it's literally like getting up on stage every single day mm-hmm. and putting on a performance. Absolutely. Every time you coach. Mm-hmm. And on our side... It's like, hey, listen, I'm here to be super attentive. It's one of the most taxing hours mm-hmm. of your day. Yeah. Coaching a group of people and being attentive to all of them and being really good at it. Yeah, because you've got skill levels and, um, you know, when we were still doing that, you know, CrossFit, everybody had a modification. Everybody. Yeah. And we prided ourselves on making sure that everybody was doing the appropriate thing that they needed to be doing to keep them safe in class. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it wasn't enough at the time, but I thought that was what we were really good at. And when yeah. you have 15 people and they all needed something a little bit different, you're working, you're working hard. You're working real hard. Mm-hmm. And then when you have the one person that's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never really right. done this before. I had this injury. And you feel like you are stuck on their platform the entire time. Then yeah. it's at a detriment to everybody else. Yeah. Which is another reason why we brought in our personal training right. stuff. And so, we had such good members too. And they would be, I mean, so understanding. Just in thinking back a lot of the the, the choices that we had to make in the moment. Yeah. Um, we had some really good um, members to, you know, Hold people's hands in areas that it was okay. That wasn't their job, but they, right. they helped us in those moments. And yeah. that was great. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we moved from coaching part-time. Yes. To this discussion of, so we, we joined in with Active Life in 2020. Yep. Um, and we had multiple reasons with joining in with Active Life. Mm-hmm. Um, one was the personal training. One yeah. was safety. One was further development of education. I mean, yes. we had a long list of things. Yeah. And fortunately enough for us, like if we were to look at silver linings, I try to look at the positive and everything. Yeah. COVID gave us a time. Yes. To kind of just like take a time out. hundred percent. And even though it was really one of the hardest times for especially a gym business, yes, it allowed us to step back and take a better view. Mm-hmm of what our business looked like yep. and how we were going to move this thing forward in the future. Yep. And it also somewhat helped that COVID changed the course of the world Yep. as well. It changed the course of how everyone views health and fitness. Mm-hmm. It, it literally, nothing about today is what it was in 2019. Yeah. We, I mean, there was a lot of negatives that came from it, but the positives were that, that people really started to focus on, you know, how important, like how healthy are you? Yeah. You know, just cause you drink water doesn't mean you're healthy or just cause you're skinny doesn't mean you're healthy. Yeah. Um, but the other part of it too, was the virtual, uh, capabilities that we gained from, from COVID. Yeah. That was huge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And as we were navigating our new world mm-hmm. of fitness, working out, education, the whole nine yards, mm-hmm. Sherry and I started to realize that as a business, there were big chunks of our business that were missing Mm -hmm. because, you know, we started as just the two of us Mm -hmm. and we just kind of did things Mm -hmm. and we didn't have a whole lot of mm, business organization. Sure. Yeah. Well, we'll just say like none. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We, We had a website that I personally built. We had, you know, a POS system that somewhat worked. Well, you did the best you could as, with what you had. Yeah. I mean, so. And when you're when you're working in it, it's hard to work on it when you're working in it. Yeah. 
And we realized that if this thing were going to progress forward mm -hmm. professionally, we needed a lot more help. Yeah. So we spoke with you. Mm -hmm. And as you started working with us more and more and more, mm -hmm. we're like, Mel would be perfect for an operations mm -hmm. role. Yeah. Number one, because you love spreadsheets. I do love spreadsheets. It's a thing. Yeah. It's really a thing. Yeah. Number two, you have an organizational skill that's fantastic. Your eye for um, standard operating procedures mm -hmm. is uncharted. Mm -hmm. So the way that you see things, view things, and the way that you can organize them onto mm -hmm. paper yeah. is something that we were in dire need of. Yeah. So let's talk about what it looks like to be... Let's talk about this first. You left a really good job. I did. I had a great job, a great boss, lots of flexibility, really good job. Yeah. Really good great job. Great job. Mm -hmm. Just, it, it was not fulfilling and that's such a cliche thing to say, but it's true. It was like, I, I got really good at it. I had been doing it for almost 20 years and um, I was the manager before I left, which I didn't really want to be the manager, but when I went and worked for the company, I actually was stepping down from management into a regular field position. And the guy, my boss was like, are you sure you realize this is a step down? And I was like, dude, I am good with that. I do not <laughs> want to be in management. We're good. And so like a year and a half later, he approached me and he was like, I know you said that you didn't really want to be a manager, but we kind of need a manager. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. Um, more money didn't hurt, right? right? There was that and less travel, which I was, you know, when you drive locally for a living for a long time, mm -hmm. you start looking at the law of large, like it's at some point, something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. I had been, I had had a, like a couple of weird little fender bender type things. Um, they weren't my fault, but <laughs> I, I saw some really bad shit, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't, I get, I'm that type of person that it's, it's like. This mm -hmm. is just waiting to happen. And it kind of got, it's, you know, you get kind of start not liking to travel. Yeah. So that was one thing. Um, but when, um, when we really started rocking and rolling here, you know, it was kind of like, do I, do I like, what do I really want? Right. Cause it's always the grass is greener. It's always greener on the other side of that. Always. Fence, you know, so it's like full-time job here. Everything's great, but there's corporate red tape and there's, you know, people that you deal with that are really just not the smartest people mm -hmm. and, um, that kind of stuff. And so then it was like, Oh, well, what, what would it be like if I left that and did this full time? Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, a lot of conversations with my family and, and Mike and, and, you know, parents and you guys, we talked a lot about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, there was a point at which it was like, you, you got to shit or get off the pot. Yeah. Something's got to happen here. Right. And, and really what it boiled down to me was I could not, I, and to this day, I still cannot get enough. I'm constantly trying to learn and want to better myself for this versus the insurance stuff. Right. I mean, there are plenty of safety certifications and education and all the stuff. And it was just like. I don't really, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, so you can only learn how to wear a safety harness like so many different times. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and when we talk about a full-time job in a gym, which number one doesn't really happen. No. Very often. It's no. not too often that somebody walks up and is like in a small mm -hmm. facility mm -hmm. that's not Planet Fitness. Yeah. 
saying, hey, I'd like for you to be a full-time operations manager. Right. We're going to pay you X amount of dollars. You're going to be full-time. I promise you this will work. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be easy? No. No. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, is it going to be worth it? Hell yeah. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But what helped is that you see the vision that Sherry and I see yeah. just as clearly as we do. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. Like well, when it, you see that the vision, especially the vision down the road, yeah. Like helping to make that decision, you're like, this is this is it. Yeah. Like this lights my fire. Yeah. Well, this I this is my place. Like in my and, mind it's mine and yeah. not not like from a you know, like a physical, this is mine, but it's like, ferrum is synonymous with me. And yeah. so it's like, I'm very protective and, you know, very supportive and very um, critical of it. So there's all those things. Yeah. And and I think that's a huge part of it too, is it's like, I treat this place like it's mine. Yeah. Because I feel like it is, you know. And that's something that I love about our team mm-hmm. is yeah. that it really isn't, yeah, Sherry and I have owner next to our name but it's really ours yeah and we wear ferrum with pride yeah big time like it's on our clothes it's on our cars it's on everything people like hey what do you do ferrum yeah and they're like what is that i'm like it's like how do you not know i know like come on man yeah like and that's what we're working on like we want ferrum to be a household name Mm -hmm. because that is something that we are so proud of yeah like i wouldn't have a problem with getting ferrum tattooed on my body i don't know Maybe one day, one day, you never there know. we go. We'll get the ferrum tattoo. So <laughs> it's, it makes a decision of going from a full-time job in a very corporate world. That's mm-hmm. very secure mm-hmm. to moving into something like this that has its questions mm-hmm. that can seem scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, does it offer the security that that offered? Yeah. You know, so let's talk about that. I don't, I don't think like that. So it's funny because I, I'm always, my mother calls me Pollyanna um, because I never think it's not going to work. It's always, it's going to work. Like, that's just how it's like, if I'm doing it, it's going to happen. And uh, it's like, people like, well, what if it's like, "Mm, that's, we'll figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. And there's always a what if. There is, and you can you can you know like bury yourself with what ifs mm-hmm. um, until you're paralyzed. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't think that way, and and sometimes it it might not come across, but I am a like chronic optimist. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because I, I'm the same. It's like, well, what if this? Nope. It's Mm-mm. well, I have a solution for that. I yeah. can drive you crazy with options and solutions. Mm-hmm. Ask my husband. Um, <laughs> but God bless him. Right. But yeah, and he's I mean, from a support perspective, I I mean, he did a really good job of like, let's talk this out. I'm a hundred percent supportive, but what if? What if this? What if COVID happens again? What if um, you know, the economy tanks? What if, you know, this or that? And and it's like, you know, uh, I'll sell my truck. I'll yeah. need that. It's yeah. a nice truck, but I don't need it. I'll yeah. drive whatever. Or, you know, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm all about that. I do whatever you got to do. And, seriously. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I was at with, it's a risk because mm-hmm. there's a lot of unknowns, right. but I know you guys and I know me. Yeah. And I had a hundred percent plus faith in that. Yeah. Which goes back to our four things you have to trust when making a decision would be us yourself, 
the, the product. business and the yep and the hundred yep. percent. And I was like, hook, line, and sinker. It's gonna work. Got them all. Yeah. And from the moment, so last year was your first full year mm-hmm. as an operations manager, which is which, crazy. Which that it's already said, been that long, right? You're yeah. you're now officially you're over a year. So I think Jan- January was your anniversary yes, of taking was. this job. Yes. Year one is kind of like figuring out the ropes, right? Like. We you know, needed we needed a lot of things put in place. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and we were just, I mean, like busy, busy, yes. busy, busy from coaching classes to coaching people to, you know, putting certain things into place to do it going through the education. I mean, it was like nonstop. So I think that's why it felt like, oh my God, it's already been a year. Yeah. And it's been, and on top of that, we were, we were working on the construction. Building, yes. And oh there my was gosh, just yes. so much going Lots. on and we were just spread really thin yes all over the place mm-hmm. um you helped us establish standing up <laughs> standard operating procedures yep you helped us write that all down facilitate it basically starting to get an employee handbook in place yep. um roles as far as coaches and what yeah. they're doing mm-hmm. fast forward into moving into our new space mm-hmm. and what's been great is i think in my opinion the hardest part of your job is handling me Sometimes. Yes. Yes. 100%. I have to stop you um, from doing everything. Yes. I am. Um, it's not that I'm not the easiest person to work with. No. My problem is that I just do things. Yes. So if it comes my way, I just do it. Well, you want to make sure and, it gets done. Yeah. And as opposed to being like, I need to go give this to someone else mm-hmm. or I need to ask if this blah, blah, blah. For some reason, I just like to step out all those steps and I just do it. Yes. And I'm, but before I know it, I've got 52 things that I'm just doing. And 10 clients that you have to train. And that too. Yes. So then it becomes like, everybody's looking at me like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, there's other people. Yeah. So you have done a tremendous job with me. So thank you for that. (laughs) Thank you. Because I am, I am my, my worst getting in the way person. So you have taken things off of my plate mm-hmm. that I have carried along, carried around for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you now handle our email. Mm-hmm. You do scheduling. So when y'all say, hey, Andrea, when you email us, you're it's saying, not, hey, Mel. it's me, Mel, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a big reason for that, and this is, I'm, I just want to like put a nail in the coffin on the gossip. Okay. And that nail is that Andrea doesn't care. Oh, so she has stopped doing things because she just doesn't give a shit anymore. She oh just doesn't gosh. care. No, there's... It's not that I don't care. It's that I care so much. I can't do this by myself. Right. You well, know? And, and if, if anybody actually thinks that about you, then they don't know you. Right. True so story. So I just... That's and silly. you know, um, God bless Sherry for attempting to help at times, but her her technology is... yeah. Yeah. Her and technology just doesn't get along. So, yes. therefore, I ended up with technology. All that. Yes. All of the technology. Because yes. she's always like, how do I reply to this email? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and she gets frustrated. So, it's yeah. not her fault. She just was never taught how to use the darn thing. Yeah. And so, she gets very frustrated with it. And then it transfers over to me getting frustrated. Yeah. And it just didn't work out. Yes. Which is where I ended up doing all of the emails. Yes. And that's why everybody writes, Dear Andrea. Yes. <laughs> I know that. So... <laughs> It's been, it's been a hard process because mm-hmm. I was so used to all of that. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you took that off of my plate, mm-hmm. 
it opened me up to be able to do other things like handle our social media. Right. And do more of our marketing and have a podcast. Right. And actually speak about who we are and what yeah. we do, which has been a huge educational process mm -hmm. to everyone because people have been coming up to us like, I had no idea. Right. I know. That this that blow is your mind? <laughs> like what you guys do. Like it just magically happens. Yes. Like yes. sometimes I like to think that we're like wizards and we're like really good at just like poof. No, we are. No, true story. We yeah, can, we are. We are. No, uh, we'll just let you guys <laughs> think that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but you, you've taken the email, you do the scheduling, you handle our consultations, you're helping to make sure our staff mm -hmm. stays the course, mm -hmm. you know, Aaron's helping with, um, the actual coaching itself mm -hmm. and staff development meetings. Mm -hmm. You lead our regular staff meetings, mm -hmm. um, which something that I love that we've added is mm -hmm. staff wins yep. to our meetings. So let's talk about what you've done for us from an operational point of view mm -hmm. and plans going forward, yeah. so on and so forth. Because yeah. this is not like, as sometime, and what we were working really hard on is that this is a serious business mm -hmm. and it's a serious job. Yeah. And like, it's, it's still, um, we've got a long way to go uh, before we're perfect. Um, some might say that that's not possible. Right. Unattainable. You and I don't right? think that way. It's <laughs> no. like, no, perfection we is the goal. We are going to get there. Um, but no, I mean, in all seriousness, we do have a lot of work to do uh, be, just because, like you had said, we've always operated um, not on paper or right. on in a system other than track, like members paying for their stuff and their memberships and things like that. But there's so many more things that we have um, to do and it, it's just a slow go and I feel like it, it's baby steps you have to take one thing at a time mm -hmm. and I think we've done a really good job of that our staff is the most important thing absolutely if if our staff are not happy are not fulfilled yeah I feel like I'm doing the active life speak right now but it, it's very true um then we're not anything yeah. if we don't have our people then we don't have anything that's yeah. our product yeah. and so from that perspective it's making sure that they know what to do how to do it us being able to provide the feedback and construct here i go again yep, rubbing right off on me right constructive there. criticism to them which aaron is really good about mm -hmm. um so that they can continue to get better we can always get better yeah. um but then there's the logistics part of it on the back side that it's like there's there's a process here you have to follow these steps like in the system that's a big one or um, taking time off or booking someone for an appointment or mm -hmm. all, all these things ordering products and um, so those things take time and a lot of it is just making sure that we have it all nailed down Yes. continue to update it as it changes because things change constantly in the staff knowing where to go to find that information. Yeah. Um, so that, that's a constant work in progress. Yeah. Um, because things, things don't just happen. No. Mm -mm. You know, like if by the time, um, we make a change mm -hmm. and which I know that we've gone through a lot of changes and I know yeah. that change is very hard, but the, those changes that by the time people actually see the change or we implement the change, yeah. this has been a long, yeah, conversation yeah like we don't just wake up on a tuesday and be like we're changing everything right no we, we're yeah. gonna change the name we're gonna change programming we're gonna move like yeah no this has been like years yeah 
in the making. And I think that's why it's hard sometimes for the members because we've had so much time to come to grips with what we're doing and changing. Yeah. And then when it gets rolled out, then it's there's a backlash because they haven't had the time to absorb and um, deal with and kind of make sense of it in their own way of the right. changes that we've made. And right. so I think that's something um, that, you know, is a learning process for all of us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, change always, it involves being, number one, open-minded. Yeah. Number two, it involves being growth-minded. Yes. Like, and when you understand that not all change is bad. Right. Like, when you see, you know, because... When we look back on our gym, mm-hmm. you know, was it fun? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, the social experience was a lot of fun. The camaraderie was a lot of fun. The The group togetherness was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we made it a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, we were very entertaining. I'm not going to lie. I'm one of the funniest people I know. Seriously. I, I'm, and when people don't laugh at me, I'm like, there's something wrong with you. I know. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, what is happening? What's wrong with you I know. People? Listen, I'm like, laugh, damn it. I'm funny. <laughs> Seriously. So, but when you, when you don't know the business side of it yeah. and the turmoil that happens on that side mm-hmm. or when people don't see what we see all day long, yeah. it can make it hard when you go to implement a change and they're like, yeah, but we were having fun. I, yeah. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. It was fun. We had a lot of fun too. And I was like, however, I don't like watching people drag themselves out of our gym. Right. Like it breaks my heart every time I have to send you and refer you to an orthopedic surgeon. Mm -hmm. Like that stuff keeps me up at night. Or you just stop showing up and all of a sudden we're such and such. And you reach out to them and they're like, well, I hurt myself, so I'm not going to come back. Yeah. How many times did that happen? A all, lot. All the time. A yeah. lot. And you know, that's very, it's, it takes its toll mm-hmm. on you, you know, and I, not, not to say that this is at all the same thing. If we were in the medical field and we were nurses or mm-hmm. doctors, mm-hmm. you can only handle so much trauma Yeah. before trauma takes a toll. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so granted, I'm not saying that gunshot wounds and that kind of stuff are equivalent to someone straining their back. But at the same time, if you have feelings at all Mm -hmm. and you're empathetic at all, you don't want people being hurt. Right. By by a product that you're giving them. Yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And it, after a while, it takes its toll emotionally Mm -hmm. and mentally. Yeah. Like I know that what I'm getting ready to give these people, if I make it through today with somebody blowing out their back, it's going to be a miracle. Right. And like, we knew that from, well, we just started feeling it because we were, we were seeing so much of it. And it was like, this person is perfectly healthy, but in a month they're not going to be after doing CrossFit. And if we're, if we're going to stand here and preach health and wellness and longevity, Mm -hmm. we better be offering a product that we know with all of our heart, soul, integrity, and ethnicity, ethnicity. That's not the right word. Ethnic. I'm having trouble today with some words, but with all of our integrity that it's doing that. Yeah. It's doing that job. Yeah. And so when we make all of these changes, there's a really good reason. Mm -hmm. And it's with that open mind and that growth mindset Mm -hmm. in mind. And I think our staff has done an amazing job 
we have an amazing staff. An unbelievable staff. I mean, not only do we have like good people in like, they're good people. They're smart people. They're, they're on board with what they have. Our like vision is all the same, but we all get along. Yeah. And we all feel like a, a slot that needs to be filled in yeah. some form or fashion. And so it's, that's for us to have made it through our move in January, mm-hmm. February even, um, was pretty incredible. I yeah. mean, we, we went through some, some really some tough stuff. Crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, so, and I think when you talk about like team building experiences, like and people go out and they do like top golf. Team, yeah. Yeah. We, we closed the business. Yeah. And, and put packed up a gym down. and moved and put flooring down. And how many times did we move the gym? I think we moved it like 10 times easily. at least. And then we had to move all of the equipment from one side of the room to the other side of the room, back to the other side like of the three room. Times. Yeah. It, I mean, we, yep. and we're, st- we still don't really have it all set where we want it. <laughs> we, we still keep moving, but yeah, all of us have such different personalities, but yet we all know that. When we're very similar we to embrace it mm-hmm. and, but to have that, all of the commonalities that we do, yeah, it's like, you'll see Aaron be loud and crazy and you're like, oh, it's just Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, it's so quiet in here today. Why is it so yeah, quiet? Why is it so quiet? Oh, Aaron's, oh, Aaron's not, not here. here. Not you know, and <laughs> all of a sudden Sherry will chime in with her off the wall line crossing comment. We're mm-hmm. like, there's Sherry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we all know our personalities and our quirkinesses. Yeah. And we just embrace it. Yeah. And it makes us better. Yeah. As a unit. We all work very hard. For sure. Very hard. Well, Mel, it was a pleasure talking with you this today. This was fun. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So here's a good question. Okay. Social media handles off the top of your head. Do you know them? Instagram and Facebook. Well, oh, you're mine? not, you're not really on Facebook. Yeah. I if am. Somebody wants to track you down. Uh, I think, I think my Instagram is Mel Slappy. I think that it's that simple at Mel Slappy. I think oh, fantastic. But I mean, again, I say goal with quotations because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't actually accepted it as a goal is to actually like be more present on social media. But I really try. It's I it's try, not your jam. It's, it's not, not and I, it's, it's personal reasons. It's a yeah. time drain. Um, but I learn, I learn a lot from social media. Yeah. And so, but yeah, there's a point at which I will be a little more present out there. Fantastic. But yeah. Not a whole lot, but well, if you want to find me, you come here. Yeah. You come you, here. You'll find me here. An email forged at fairmathletico.com. That's right. And address it. Dear Mel. Mel. That's me. <laughs> yes. Mel. All right, y'all have a great day. Thank you, Mel. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. If you like the show, please leave us a review, share it with your family and friends, share it on your social media platforms. Our mission is to build better humans through the education of health and movement. If this resonates with you, please shoot us an email at forged at ferrumathletico.com. Follow us on social media Facebook or Instagram at Ferrum Athletico, and we will see you all soon. Thank you for helping us to build better humans.